0: Welcome to my super type A attempt at being Zen, the podcast. My name is Risha York and I will be your host. If you are overworked, overtired, overstretched, overwhelmed, just over it, you are in the right place. We like to say we are currently working towards Zen-ish. I'm thrilled that you've joined us. Let's see who will be supporting us on our path to Zen today. Welcome back and thank you for joining us for part two of Tia Sleighton. Let's hop right back in. I'm so excited to hear all the nuggets of wisdom she has for us today. So what kind of conversations are you having with your clients that we need to be having with our kids? Yeah, well, I would say screen time is a big one. A lot of
1: times parents are struggling I mean, to the root of everything, it's boundaries and using that roadmap. When we look at specific things, conversations around screen times are so important, especially as kids are growing and they're having more independence on screens. There are things on the internet that we need to be really, really careful of. So I think what happens is we look at your son who's seven and he's yeah. using TV and iPad or whatever he's using, and that's fine. We're in control of it to some degree. Yeah. Yeah. So if we're in control of it in a positive way um, now, fine. But if we don't set the boundaries to build the trust around those screens, what happens when he has his own phone and he can go on social media and he can Google things? Yeah, we're hiding a remote, how do you hide the things that... So this is where I'm getting at the idea of talking to your kids and building trust. So giving your, opportun- your kids opportunities to show you that they can manage those things. So um, start it starts now so that yeah. as your kids grow, they have those skills. So often parents will say, and even this mom this morning said to me, I thought when my son left the twos that it would be easy at three. Like I just didn't think they'd be holding on to these same outbursts and these same you know power struggles all the time. like what happened? I thought that would go away. And I said, I'm gonna be really honest with you. None of it's going to go away and it's only going to get worse, especially as they go into the teenage years, if you don't solve it. So nothing's a phase, nothing's a stage. Yes, there's developmental milestones and yes, our kids are growing, but when it comes to behaviors, nothing's a phase or a stage. If you haven't learned the skills to help them through that.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's interesting, you know, in our house, I'm a very, um, anti-violence. So no violence, no guns, no anything like that. We don't have toys like that. We don't play with that. I don't even let water guns in my house. I don't like it. Um, And so my oldest will watch a YouTube video or something and they'll bring out a water gun and he'll be like, it's just a water gun. And I'm like, yeah, but you know what the rules are? That's not a toy. We don't believe in that. And then he'll go to a friend's house and they're like, we all played Nerf guns. And I have to be like, I don't have control over what happens at other people's houses. Mm -hmm. Right. But in our house, we don't play those games. That's not a game we play. We don't play that. And very recently, actually, I would say in the last couple of years, really, because we started that when he was very, very young. And it is, it is the, the wall that I will never let down. Right. He's like, it is the boundary. So he can
1: build that trust that it's going to be consistent
0: yeah and Mm -hmm. it's hilarious because he'll now he'll be watching something and he'll go oh no you know we need to turn this off because now they have guns in it mom look they have guns and I'm like yep so we'll turn it off that makes sense right Mm -hmm. and I recognize you know as they get older they might get into things you know like ninja go or whatever and it's Generally, pretty harmless. i I I don't mind bending slightly for something along those lines. It's when it's like it, it it's directed violence mm-hmm. right? It really upsets me. But there's so many things on the market, generally, that are geared towards little kids, absolutely. yeah, and extreme violence. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, it, the world that our kids are growing
1: up in is a scary world for sure. And that's why it's so important. And I'm so passionate about helping parents create positivity in their home because outside of the world, it, it there is some negativity and there is violence and there is temptation and things And it. They're, our kids are going to push boundaries and everything that they're learning um, as they grow. But if we haven't solved it at home, it's so scary to think about them Going out into the world. My my grade eight is going to be in high school next year, which is just heartbreaking. <laughs> and he's like almost six foot with a size thirteen shoe. And he's oh my gosh! 42. And he's on his grade eight grad trip, and he left yesterday morning at seven, and they're gone for two nights to Niagara. And the the boys are not allowed to have their phones once they get off the bus. So they could have their phone on the bus, but not once they were there. So for two full days, for Wednesday, Thursday, and all of Friday, till he comes home on the bus, I'm not in contact with him. I can't text him. I can't, I mean, I'll tell you, it's, it's weird for both parties, parent and kids. And he, he got to the, to the, where they were going. And I get this text. Hi, mommy. And he's so cute. He still calls me mommy. Hi, mommy. I'm here now. So I'm going to have to say bye-bye. I love you so much. And I was just like, oh my gosh, you just melt my heart. But they having boundaries around those devices and strict, you know, things that you and strict in a positive way that you stick with is really important for kids. It's really important for them. So I think you setting that boundary with your son around. The violence and around those there's nothing wrong every parent gets to choose whatever boundary they want to choose right making sure we set it in a way that's actually going to be respectful and effective otherwise we're just saying things and then blowing smoke out of our ass because we're going to give in and now that's really unfair
0: i feel like there's also a lot of value to having the why conversation right like here's the boundary and here's why i want to explain why not because I'm your mother, not because I said so, Yes, And I have very inquisitive little dudes. So they want to know. And especially my oldest, because he is me. Like, Mm. if you can't give me a good reason, then no, I don't care what your rule is. I'll do what I want. And so the why went a long way for him. You know, when he was in daycare, they used to do math problems with a nerf gun so like they'd shoot the math problem and then they'd have them do it and she had them wear this big mask and everything and yeah. he was at at daycare we wear this visor thing and we shoot and I was like, okay well I can't control what happens yeah. there and I see what she's trying to do actually I mean that's a way to engage them in doing math problems that's pretty yeah. interesting uh, you know but at our house we don't do that and I said and can I ask you a question he said yeah what? I'm like, why do you think she makes you wear something over your face to play with that? And he's like, well, because if it hit me in the face, it would hurt. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, so you've just actually hit my wife for no guns in my house because they are made to hurt people. Even the toy guns, they're made to hurt people. Yeah, And we don't want to foster that in our home.
1: Yeah. The why is so important. One of the best ways to teach the why can often be children's books. So sometimes parents think about, well, I'm just going to read a story uh, just because it's a story and it's just passing time and it's good for my kids to hear the literature and, you know, emergent readers. But we forget that it actually develops great um, age appropriate language for parents to use around the whys. And so children's books will really do that job for you. So in the link that I'll share with your listeners, um, I I have a children's book corner and it's basically divided into challenge areas. Mealtime, rivalry, bullying, not listening, responsibility, bedtime, potty training, loss of grief of a pet or whatever you're struggling with. And you go to that section and I give recommended children's books for that topic and you browse, click and ship or take the topic or the titles and go to the library, whatever works for you. But when you can start to read children's books with your kids about, you know, violence, about the challenge areas that you're struggling with, it gives a lot of the why. It teaches. Oh, yeah. You know, your kids are out picking all the flowers in your garden, like a client of mine was bringing to our coaching call yesterday. She won't stop picking all grandma's flowers, and grandma's mad about it. If <laughs> you just keep saying no iPad because you're picking flowers, it's totally unrelated. It's you overpowering her and. Why does she really need to stop picking flowers? So let's teach her why let's talk about the health of plants and nature and let's bring some responsibility to her to yeah. care. For that. So we often leave the why out of things. And that's where you do fall back into that punishment cycle of just because I'm the parent, you better do what I told you to do.
0: Yeah. I would love the little people, big dreams books for that because I feel like there's so many important stories that need to be told about people. Um, and But I've also found them interesting. So uh, we had eight people pass away on us in our family in the last year. So it's been really intensive. And then we're reading these little people, big dreams books. And my oldest is like, is he still alive? And I'm like, "Uh, no. So (laughs) there's been a lot of conversation around Mm -hmm. like, this is the legacy they left. Yeah, yeah right? And Gandhi, we have the Gandhi one and we have, we have tons of them. They're They're my favorite books. Great books. But it's funny because they talk about some hard topics in some of them where it's like, she was homeless at seven and lived on the street corner. Uh And my kids are looking at me like that can happen. And I'm like, you're lucky that you live in this beautiful home with mommy and daddy. And we have space for you. You will always have a space with us. Mm -hmm. Was not so lucky. I know it's so
1: but you know what, sometimes we leave out tough conversations because we want to shelter our kids. And there is an age appropriate way to talk about these things, which is like what you're doing with those books, which is why I recommend books so much to help you do it in a way that's going to be manageable for them to process. But sometimes if we feel that we shouldn't talk about things and a lot of parents whose kids struggle with anxiety and my older son struggled with a lot of anxiety from 18 months till nine and a half. And we think that if we just don't talk about that thing, that, that they're nervous about, that they're worried about, that it'll go away or be easier. And it makes it so much worse. We need to talk and talk and talk. So the more you can help your kids understand these, these tragedies and things that happen in the world and help them through their worries the more you talk about it, the better off everybody is.
0: Yeah, because they end up with the tools to parse it, right? Mm-hmm. To to process it. I find sometimes we'll have one of those difficult conversations and three days later, my son will come out and be like, you know, I've been thinking about what you said. And I'm like, wow, okay, great. I yeah. love that you're still thinking about it because it takes them time, right? Yeah. To yeah. process that. They're not at the level that we're at. No, Absolutely. I mean, some of us are not at the level that we want to be at for, we're always all learning and growing. And
1: that's such a huge lesson for parents who are feeling like they're making mistakes and they're yelling and they're getting frustrated and they're reacting at their kids to, to just repair those mistakes, to let them know that you're sorry, that you want to do better. And the key there is so many times with apologies, we tell our kids they need to apologize And then they repeat the same behavior again. And you're like, well, if you apologize, why are you doing it again? Well, we do that as parents. We get mad at our kids and we say, sorry, but then we don't do anything about it. So if you're going to repair and really repair, you've got to take time to actually learn the skills so you can change the way that you and change the behavior.
0: It's like they say, right? A real apology is changed behavior. Absolutely. It's not just words. Absolutely. (laughs) It's so true. So, you know when we're learning these new behaviors, how do we, how do we start? Yeah. So there's so many things
1: that you can do. I always say one step forward is the best first step. So for a lot of listeners it might be golden time you can be consistent and do my gold download, d- download my golden time tool, do it twice a day. It only takes 10 minutes, be consistent with it. You are going to see how much better you feel and how much better your kids start to feel But that's not the end game. That's one piece. And then you got to take another step forward. So I encourage parents to follow me on social media. I have free lives that I offer Mondays and Thursdays where I coach and I answer questions. Like I try and give as much as I can to parents as possible, knowing that the only real way to solve all your challenges is with every piece of the puzzle, which is what we do inside our coaching program, which is the Parenting with Purpose method. So it's a 12-week coaching program that allows parents to really step by step, piece together what needs to be pieced together from the root, not from the surface, so that we can solve all of the challenges that you're facing. Um, because it really isn't solving multiple challenges, challenges individually, we're really solving one core challenge. And it's just shifting your parenting. Uh, right. to It's actually going to be effective.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And so if someone wanted to follow you on social media, um, what where would they find you? Yeah, on Instagram, at Tia Parenting Coach, T-I-A
1: Parenting Coach. And on TikTok, it's just Parenting Coach. Um, I will share a link, though, that's going to allow parents to be able to uh, download that guide, share with them their social media options, and really give them an opportunity to kind of dig around. Um, On my website, I do have a a resource page that I'll share that gives you free resources, mini courses, my coaching call, and parents can always book a free strategy call. Um, And that by no means means you need to move forward in working with me or my team. It's really, let's talk about your challenges. Let's see where you're stuck. Let's let me share with you how our program works, what, why it's going to actually work to solve your challenges. And if it feels amazing, great. And if it doesn't, that's also great.
0: And I think it's worth mentioning because, you know, my listeners are definitely super type A. So they're going to hear this and say, great, I'm going to do all these things and I'm going to be the perfect parent and I'm never going to make any mistakes ever again. My kids are going to be the perfect kids and they're never going to do anything because that's the goal, right? Is perfection all the time. And that's what we're trying to actually move away from. Yes. So (laughs) is there a message that you would give to such parents?
1: Yeah, no one's perfect. Nobody, not even myself, nobody is perfect. I say, connect with your kids, put your phone away. I do spend time without my phone with them, but there are plenty of times where they're saying, hey, mom, mom. And I'm like, yeah, in a minute, in a minute. And I'm replying to a client. Nobody's perfect. We're not looking for perfection. We're just looking for progress. So practice towards progress. And if you have a bad day, you you reacted instead of responded. You're feeling badly. You didn't make time. Great. Recognize it. Figure out what you're going to do to adjust it next time and then let it go. Yeah. Don't dwell on it. Let it go. Nobody is perfect.
0: Nobody at all. There's a lot of gray area, right? And I think, you know, when we get into our super type A Zen headspace, we feel like everything's black or white. I did it right or I did it wrong. And it's about discovering that gray area where there's growth, where we have, we give ourselves the grace to make mistakes and correct them you know, it's hard. I feel like when we're little, we look at our parents and think, oh, they're perfect. That's how a parent is supposed to be. And then you have that rude awakening in your teens or twenties where you're like, oh my God, they're a human too. Yeah. right. Like Like your teachers
1: go to the grocery store and shop.
0: They leave their classroom. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't that so strange? And you start to realize, you know, you learn from your parents' mistakes. You learn from where they may be misstepped. And I think there's a lot of accountability on our part to take that and grow from that.
1: Yeah. And to know that you have goals in mind, we all need to have goals. That's by setting those goals, that's how we move forward and we grow and develop. But we have to remember that the journey towards the goal is just as important as the goal And so sometimes as a type A person, if you don't hit the goal right away and you're not there fast enough, you feel like you're failing instead of saying like, what are the progress points I've made along the way? What are the positive steps and changes and shifts I've made? And I say this to my clients in our program all the time like, great, you're coming to me mad and sad and upset and frustrated because you just realized what you're doing is actually making your kids act the way they're acting. And I say, great, you just got hit with an awareness flag. How amazing. You now know where we can grow and change. That's all part of the journey. So really be patient with yourself to know that You are hitting goals each time, each day that you're focusing on taking a step forward and you will get to your goal if you continue to take those steps.
0: Yeah. So when we're taking this journey and we're deciding, okay, you know, I'm really gonna focus my energy on shifting my parenting approach. What are some of the things that we start to see in our children that give us those small signs that things are working? Mm -hmm. you start to see changes right
1: away, which is the amazing thing because your perspective and your paradigms will shift right away, which is what propels you to move forward. Part of what we do in our coaching program is group coaching. And sometimes parents will say, but no, but I need like a one-on-one and I need one parent and one coach and one. And that's really another paradigm that we grew up with, that everything was one-on-one and go see a counselor and go see this. And there's still value in that. But what I have found over the past 19 years and working with parents for a lot of years one-on-one and now in a group coaching format is when you're in a group, you see, I'm not alone. All of these parents want to make these changes too. Oh my gosh, so-and-so's child went to bed without any pushback tonight and they got to like close the door and leave. And it was like, no, oh my God, I want that. I want that. Oh, so-and-so's no longer struggling at mealtimes and their kids are trying new foods and they're helping them make meals and like, oh my God, I want that. And so part of it is having that community to see that you're not alone and that propels you forward. So as you start making shifts, your kids will shift right away because they will flock to positivity. They're actually waiting in the background for you to open the curtain and actually make those changes. Because if we don't, this is just where they stay. They stay yeah. on that other side of that curtain until we open it. So as soon as you open it, they're like, yes. Oh my gosh. It's like a breath of fresh air. They feel so good. You feel so good. And it doesn't take long for changes. I mean, our program's 12 weeks and parents solve their challenges from morning, getting out of the house all the way to bedtime and through the night, but it doesn't take 12 weeks to solve them all. You're really solving them in the first four to five weeks. And then you're just fine tuning and things are just getting better and easier. And now you're really feeling in control in a positive way.
0: Yeah. That's so cool. It's, it's so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, fulfilling for a super type mm-hmm. A person to see instant mm-hmm. results. Mm-hmm. It's totally <laughs> fulfilling. Yes. yes. I think that's absolutely. all we're ever seeking. That's why I love to vacuum the living room. Cause it's that instant gratification. You see mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. You're
1: like, oh, ah, yeah, right? it's amazing. So- <laughs> and, <laughs> and for and- parents leading up to summer. Like we're about to have our kids home for the summer. Now is the time to focus, not yeah. in the summer. Focus now, make these changes. You know, a lot of parents send their kids to camps and then they are they don't want to go to the camp. And now they're battling with them every morning. I mean, I'm doing a whole new segment on that tonight. I'll put that link in my bio so somebody can find it, yeah, but there's that sounds great. things that we need to do to prepare for summer. And so as a parent who, especially a type a parent now is the time let's make all of these changes. So you enjoy your summer with your kids. And then the transition back to school is like a no brainer. Like there's yeah. really no better time than the present time to make the changes.
0: Yeah. That makes a ton of sense to me. So is there anything that I haven't asked you that you think that our listeners need to hear?
1: Oh my gosh, we could still talk for days on (laughs) so many things. One of the things I I would just like to add is that everybody is different. And so your kids are different and my kids are different and your neighbor parents different than you and everybody's different. And we're not going to compare ourselves to anybody else. We're just going to ask ourselves, are we doing all we can do to be the best parent we can be. And it doesn't need to look like anybody else. It doesn't need to look on what you what you see on Instagram. It doesn't need to look like the YouTube video you watch or TikTok. Just focus on you because when you do your best, that's exactly the path you're supposed to be on.
0: Yeah. I love that. And do you think that there's value in having like other moms to have this conversation with on a regular basis? Like inside my coaching program where you have a community of moms, you mean? Yeah. Or even like, you know, say you've got like my neighborhood, I have a text group with all the moms in my neighborhood. And so every once in a while I'll have like a parenting, like, Hey guys, I'm going through that. Has anybody else been dealing with this? Have, what did you do? Have you found anything that works? I think for sure, find
1: the people that you feel comfortable going to and go to them. I will tell you, most people are struggling with parenting if you lined everybody up most of them are because it's not intuitive they 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 really like what you see on instagram most of the time is not real life and what's happening in most people's homes but once you learn those skills that you you can actually have that so if reaching out to other parents is helpful for you for sure do that like for sure i i challenge you to think about when you're getting advice from other people who are also guessing what to do. That right. you want to Be careful with that. Now yeah. that your group of moms all want to join the program and you guys all want to bounce <laughs> ideas off each other. That's the way to do it. So yeah. find something that you're actually getting uh, from somebody or some course or something where you're actually getting valid information to talk about. Cause sometimes we just get too many opinions and too many ideas. Oh, for sure. really knows what they're doing anyway.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I appreciate that. Well, thank you so much, Tia, for joining us today. It was a real pleasure to have you on. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you hear from me again, because like I said, this topic comes up on almost every single episode. You know, we've had psychotherapists on and we've had people who teach you about your parasympathetic nervous system and we've had other super type A types on And we've had professional organizers and it always comes back to this conversation around and then kids enter the picture and it feels like all of my rules went out the window (laughs) Yeah, because you're so type a, you want to be successful
1: and now you have kids and you don't feel like you're being successful with them. You feel like I am not doing what I know I can do. Why can't I figure it out for people? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Why can't I figure it? Where's the formula? Where's the step-by-step process? Yeah. That's what I give you. Yeah. Great. Well, that's good to know. (laughs) So they can find you at Tia parenting coach. Yep. On Instagram. And also you can
1: go to connect with Tia.com and there's going to be the golden time guide and some information there.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much. I so appreciate you joining us here today. And uh, folks run out, run as fast as you possibly can and get that golden time download. And I know I'll be doing it. And I'm sure that if you want to have this conversation even further with Tia, she'll be happy to make the time to do that. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me today. No problem. Thank you for listening. Like, and subscribe to our channel, wherever you listen to podcasts. Visit www.yorkmotivational.com for more information on My Super Type A Attempt at Being Zen, the Coaching Program, Lead Without Permission, or visit our contact page to reach out to Risha. Wishing you all continued balance and fulfillment on your road to Zen.